What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Today we're talking UFC 287, aka UFC Miami, Piera versus Adesanya 2. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe to the channel. Drop your comments of your picks on the card, your bets of the night, and whatever the fuck else you wanted to be. I'm Paul Pickle Winham Concha, and I'm joined with. Hey, man, you already know how to flip the camera on your stupid ass because it's your boy Kev. Water boy, see boy. AKA the Dom PYE. AKA the motherfucker that's pulling up to the city of Miami. You feel me? Because we finna be going to this UV. Hey, UFC 287, man. If you're not there, you're a fucking square because it's about to be a movie, man. Man, we'll be there live in the flesh. Both of our first UFC card, both in our hometown. Oh, not both hometown, but our, our city of residence we like to be sometimes. I don't I don't I don't got bitches out there. If you, you can call you can call it call it a place at home if you can get if you don't got bitches but, out there. Okay, second home. Uh but man, and then the rematch that a lot of people have been waiting for, and it's like uh, like Pierre, the story between him and Adesanya, like the fact they really dug him out of nowhere. No one knew who this guy was for a while. The next thing you know, like they UFC went out and found him to challenge Izzy, and now like and then he beat Izzy with the knockout. Yeah, I mean he got fucking Burns, Masvidal, co-main event, Font, Yanez, Holland, Prozimbo, Robert Rosa. Like this card's super stacked with fucking UFC stardom and talent, like names that. that Everyone should know by now. Like I said, man, if you're not there, you're a fucking sport. Hey, man, I'm not. If you haven't noticed, I'm slightly excited about this. This is probably gonna be. This is. We not. I'm gonna save it for the vlogs and the documentaries and the backs, the back scenes to know why the fact that we're going to this card is fucking amazing, and the things that happened behind the scenes make us that we had to really make sure we went to this card. So it wasn't easy. But these motherfuckers, Paul, the, we started the podcast on it. We started on a on a Masvidal versus Covington fight. Facts. But Izzy versus um Izzy versus Whitaker was my first card. Well, technically second, but that's what really put me into like let's really get this. And now you're telling me I got to see that nigga fight three times that year, and I get to see him his first his first fight this year. Come on, man! It don't get no better than that in Miami. Miami, it's don't get no better than that, Paul. We're blessed. Yeah, no, I mean, fucking, this is a great week of just boxing, a UFC, this combat sports as a whole. We're getting real blessed this week. It's not special. You don't see something like this often. We'll be there live in person, which is the the best of all. And I'm gonna ask you, where do you want to start with this card? Like this is this is a big ass card. There's a lot of names, star power. Like, I mean, not Michelle Watterson. Did you want to pick your Friday the night? Let me see who I got as Friday night. If Gasman wasn't so old, I think him as Chris Curtis would be a banger. Let me see who I got it for. Who I got for Friday the night? I'm gonna split between two. I I really think Rob Font versus Adrian Giannis could be a great like boxing exposition. Like both are gonna throw the combos, fast hands. Font's a little older. Is he gonna be able to keep up with Giannis? But like, you can't ever count out Font. Like this is gonna be a great test for Giannis. But then Kevin Holland versus Sergio Porzimbo keeps looking at me. And Kevin Holland is a fucking showman. 
So like I don't I can never count on Kevin Holland to get the performance of the night bonus, especially against another striker, which it could be a back and forth three round of striking exposition as well. It's crazy because I'm looking at these prelims like, damn, niggas finna get there early. <laughs> Might spend my entire day getting drunk. But um, if we were to start somewhere, I just say fucking and start. I just say fucking and start start from the bottom and go to the top, like motherfucking. You want to start with the vanilla gorilla? Vanilla Grill, I mean, that one also has a little spice to it because it's a late fill-in. Our boy Chris Barnett was supposed to be there. Biggie boy himself supposed to be there, but he couldn't make weight. He had some injury or something, so he was unable to do anything. So now uh, Chase Sherman's going to fight Carl Williams, who and I, he's like a minus 500 favorite now. He's like a massive favorite. So, like, everyone's counting on, like, Carl Williams to get the dub. Like, Chase Sherman's, like, one and four in his last five. So, Carl Williams, eight and one. He's, he's kind of dominated since he became, like, he, he moved over to heavyweight. He was light heavyweight. He's transitioned into heavyweight. Let's see, man. I mean, I like the vanilla girl. He's doing his thing. But Charles Williams is low-key eight and one, though. Like, I don't know. Is he somebody not to have been slept on? No, his his wrestling is one thing. Like heavyweight, if you can wrestle, you can probably beat a lot of guys at this point because there's not a lot of like good to great wrestlers in the in like the lower rankings, and that's exactly what, that's why I think Williams has transitioned into heavyweights because now that he he knows how to wrestle real good and he can move into heavyweight when there's not many great wrestlers, he's he's gonna probably rise up the ranks. I don't think he's ever gonna fight for a title or anything. But I think he's gonna rise up the ranks and become like a heavyweight uh, staple. Nice, nice, nice. I'm fucking with it. That's just the start of the prelims, man. What else? What, what are we talking next? Uh, Joe Pfeiffer versus Gerard Mearshart. This one's interesting because Pfeiffer is ten and two. He's on a little win streak. He's looked nice, but Mearshart's on like I think he's. I wouldn't remember him because Hamzat Chamayev got the KO on his first punch against him. But other than that, like he's four and one in his last five. Of, and the four wins, all four submission. So like his BJJ is legit. If he can take it to the ground, he can he can grapple with anybody. Pfeiffer can wrestle. He's got good good hands. Mearshart, one thing he can't do is really fight. Like he can strike, but not with the best of them. So it's gonna be a fun fight to see like who who's gonna win. Is it gonna be Pfeiffer striking or is it gonna be Mearshart's BJJ? Like it can either go one of either way. So like who's gonna get the better of each? Okay, 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 okay. Hmm. I Mearshart though. That uh, boy Piper kinda young, I don't know. No, Piper is is legit. But I I kinda fight I kinda fuck with Mearshart because like he, he began the submission. Like the BJJ skill I always respect somebody who's just insanely nasty at BJJ. And like Mearshart. Oh, my, my dog Piper got the one hundred percent takedown act accuracy. I'm just saying numbers Numbers do live. I'm just saying, man. I don't know. Piper looking like he do. He he does. I would say his wrestling is good. I just don't think he's gonna want to wrestle with Mearshart because all it takes is one reversal. Facts. Mm, or even off your back. On immediately. Yeah. So I, I think Piper probably has more ways of winning, but I'm gonna ride with Mearshart by submission. Like that's the one thing he's if he if I think that's the one thing he got to win it. Then 
Who's next on this card? Oh, Karate Hottie, Michelle Watterson Gomez. She's an underdog against Luana Piero. And, I mean, Piero has been – there's a reason why she's a favorite against, like, a, a fan favorite like Karate Hottie. Like, Piero has been on a fucking wrecking crew. Like, she's got multiple knockouts, submissions. She's coming off of – she got, like, five straight first-round finishes. And then she got the um a decision in her last fight, but five like four straight just first round finishes, she she was like dominated on her way up. So I'm rocking with her. She seems to be the truth right now. And Gomez is this old, and a lot of people liked her, but I just never thought she was a legit contender like that. She's fun to watch because she throws high kicks and she's karate based and everything. But that 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 shit only takes you so far, and like. Pierano seems like she's someone to be kind of like, oh, shit, like, let's pay attention to her. I feel like there was a point in time where Watterson was ranked in, like, the top at least seven, if not five. What's she ranked right now? It doesn't even tell you. Yeah, straw weight. She's in the straw weight, which is, like, low-key, like, probably the most, not even low-key, it's the stacked, most stacked division, women's division, probably. Oh, no, she has. She's lost. She's lost four of the last... People love to throw, like, think she, like, all she got, she doesn't have the power to hold people off. All she got is some, like, nice kicks, some leg kicks, body kicks, and a, can throw volume. But unless you can throw volume that can hurt somebody, it's not going to keep somebody like Pierno off of her. And I think Pierno's just going to, like, blitz her ass. That's who whooped her ass. Amanda Lemos. Bruh. I thought, being an MMA casual, I thought motherfucker, anybody that comes on DCNRC, they were hitters. Like, they were, like, known hitters. Like, Jamal Hill came on DCNRC, like, eight months ago type shit. Like, nobody knew he was going to be champion, but they just could slip out the hitters, you feel me? Man, they had Michelle Watterson out there, so I'm thinking, oh, Karate Hottie, oh, she's going to fuck her up. Man, Lemos put that thing on them, but there's no way I couldn't go against I couldn't go with Pinheiro or Pinheiro. Yeah, it's a tough last name. But I'm definitely rocking with the favorite in that fight. I think and Gomez is like 37. Like, there's not much you can really do anymore at that age. Next fight, this is when I think things start getting really exciting here. This is when it just start, it starts cranking up some in the kitchen. You got Chris Curtis versus Kelvin Gastelum. Chris Curtis, slight underdog. Kelvin Gastelum, slight favorite to pick him in the odds, basically. And Gastelum's like one in four in his last five. He... He's been getting cooked lately. And uh, Chris Curtis, I think he's – I know he's coming – he lost to Jack Manson, But, yeah, he's coming off the knockout win against Joquan Buckley. He did knock out Joquan Buckley. That shit hurt. Hey, but it was a good fight in that first round. And yeah. It was a great fight in the start. And Kevin Gastelum, his one win is against Heinrich. But his losses are to Darren Till by split decision. Submitted by Jacker Manson, who did get the unanimous decision over Chris Curtis. Uh, unanimous decision to Whitaker, unanimous decision to Canier. Like, well, that's a tough resume to feed somebody. You talking about Chris Curtis? No, uh, Gassium. Canier, oh. Whitaker, Hermanson, Till. Yeah, that is a nice size little record, though. Yeah, I can understand losing all those fighters. Like, all of them were at one point elite or are elite. Damn, that's facts. Damn, but they're all they're a lot in a row, Paul. Like my boy has a yeah. <laughs> it just happened to be he went down death row. 
Yeah, I don't even know how you got that Whitaker fight. That shit's crazy. Oh, he won one. That's why. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's done. Oof. That's what I'm saying. Like, he had that Israel Adesanya win, and then his career kind of, that's where it peaked. Wow. So how do you see this going? Because Chris Curtis is a big dude. And Chris Curtis is pissed off, bro, because he was supposed to be fighting uh, somebody. He's also, he wants to be fighting on the main card because he was fighting on the main card in UFC London. But now in his home country, he's not fighting on the main card. But Raul, a little 18-year-old Raul is. He's kind of pissed off about that. And he's pissed off because Gaslam was ranked above him. And he thought he was going to be fighting to move up in rank. New rankings came out. Gaslam was ranked below him. And... He has nothing to gain with this win. And his last couple of fights, he's been finding people below him. So he, he deserved to fight someone on top to move up. So he's been coming. So he, he has some agenda right now. So I fuck with Chris Curtis, but everything in my gut is telling me to take Gaslam. Like, this is, I think Gaslam's going to. One thing that Chris Curtis can't stop is someone who can wrestle, and Gaslam can wrestle. So that, that's my one, my one key to victory for Gaslam is just to out wrestle Chris Curtis for three rounds. I like it, man. I mean, I just think when it comes to Chris Curtis, he's really, like you said, he's pissed off and he's really about to put in some motherfucking work. But it's funny to me that Gaston is the younger dude because I feel like his career, maybe it's because of the wars he's been through, but you might think that he's been, he has, his shit's kind of been going down a little more than Curtis. Even though, even though Gaston only fights hitters, only hitters, but it's like, jeez, these are a lot of these losses in the world, man. I think I'm going to take Chris Curtis on this. I'm going to trust my gut. For some reason, Chris Curtis is telling me that the bigger guy is going to win. So I'm going to rock with him, even though he's bigger and older. And then on the opposite spectrum, we've got two young guys on the main card to start it off. Raul Rojas Jr., second fight in the UFC, 7-0. He's a pretty big favorite against Christian Rodriguez, 8-1. Another prospect, plus 190. I want to let me hear you take this fight first. It's the first fight in the prelims. Bro, come on, man. It's the youngest mother trucker in the game. That boy, Raul Roas Jr., kid. So, my dog bought mom, his mom the minivan. I don't know why they ain't put that bitch in the motherfucking countdown. Dana White, uh, glass. But this is where I'm always excited to see my boy fight because he's only getting, he's only going to get better each fight. And, like, his last outing was nice. He beat, who'd he beat? My boy be, oh, I don't even know, but Jay Perrin. Yeah, the so, this is an introduction fight to the UFC. Mm-hmm. So that was, oh, that was UFC 282. Oh, he was one of the fucking good things about that card. Yeah, and Perrin, actually, I think he said that was his last fight if he loses. So I, I'm not sure if he actually did retire, but he said if he loses to a, a newcomer, he's, he's retiring. But he wasn't no one to really, like, pay attention to anyway. But Christopher um, Rodriguez, I think he's heavily slept on because he trains, I want to say, with, like, Poirier. He trains with a, a couple killers. I can't remember who it is, but he trains with a couple. It, everyone's been high on him since he's been, like, 14 years old. Now he's, like, 19 years old. He's finally in the UFC. He's 8-1 coming off the Contender Series. He's, like, the first person Raul fought was a massive underdog. I think the odds are trying to show him a little respect by making him a moderate underdog at plus 190. But I'm I love the value pick at 190. Like I'm I'm taking I'm taking C Rod. I love Christian Rodriguez in this fight. Like Raul give me the truth, but sometimes those super hype trains get rushed a little too quickly. 
he's still so young. I saw, I know so is C Rod, but like I think this fight's a lot closer than people think. So just give me, give me the, give me the value pick at plus one ninety. Think so? I like your mate. Really, really, I'm I really do, bro. I'm trusting my dog Raul Rojas Jr. Just because, like, that sub he got was nasty. And he's showing nothing but promise. He's young. He's going to get better. I'm taking him. I'm not going to lie to you. I got to take my boy. Yeah, How it go, Paul? Viva Mexico. He is, he is Mexican. I give him that. I want to root for him. How do you think Chris Rodriguez beats Raul? He's a good, he's just a good mixed martial artist. He's been training forever as well. And I like he can wrestle. He has great takedown defense. He can strike. Like I think he just has a really good combination of skills that like Raul, I'm not he's just young and everything's I won't say come easy so far, but he's kind of steamrolled his way in. And this is actually like a legit fighter that he's fighting in front of him. Like this isn't someone that the UFC just propped in front of him for the steamroll. This is going to be a, like a test of skill. And I, I think C-Ross is being overlooked right now. Damn. Okay. We're going to see what happens. Is there a finish? Uh, This could I No, I mean, there might be a finish, but I just I could see this turn into a decision. But real close, I think it's going to be like a 29-28 fight. A split decision going to C-Ross, but like a real close fight. I could take a 29-28 going to my boy Raul. And then our next fight, our – one of our fan favorites, especially here at the podcast, one of our guys, Kevin Holland, pretty big favorite, taking on Santiago Prozinibo, plus 210 on Prozinibo odds, Holland minus 260. Holland's coming back after the broken hand he suffered against Wonderboy Thompson at UFC Orlando last year. He says he's good to go. He's ready to avenge that loss. Prozinibo, a very great striker. One of the He had a good hype him two years ago or so kind of died down after a few losses but i i this is my pick for friday night when we opened the episode just because they both like to strike and they they both would sell at it <laughs> so i think it's gonna be a fun little fight but this fight man i'm still kind of mad about the kevin holland wonder boy fight so i think wonder boy had a great fought a great fucking fight but if kevin holland took that it's a little more serious and didn't break his hand I don't know. But Kevin, I feel like this is Kevin Holland's way to come out, show out he's still a motherfucking boss. He had so much hype around him last last um last year. If he had won that fight against Wonderboy, he really would have put himself in a good position. And I think he wants to bring that same energy back. He's gonna come through, he's gonna mix it up. He does have his BJ that BJJ in his back pocket. Some motherfucking I don't know. If he doesn't just sit there and try to strike for Ponzinibbio, this shit is a very, this shit really goes in my boy favorite. Yeah, I'm going to just run through. Ponzinibbio has been in the UFC since 2013. 2015, he beat Sean Strickland. Then he uh, he went on like a nice little eight-fight win streak in the UFC, and on the win streak, he beat Mike Perry, Neil Magny, and Gunnar Nelson. Wow. So, like, and his losses, most of his losses come recently. One was a knockout to our boy Lee Joing, who uh, who isn't going to be on the car. Uh, Michael Chiesa, his fight got canceled, unfortunately. Lee Joing got a spine injury. Chiesa wouldn't take the Kevin Lee pickup fight, and he couldn't find an opponent quick enough, so they just took Michael Chiesa off the card altogether. A little side note on this little tangent. 
But then uh, then he also lost to Geoff Neal by split decision and Mikhail, and Mikhail Pierre by split decision. So, I mean, all these fights, competitive fights, other than the knockout he received in uh, Lee Jong, Lee Juin, but he also is probably one of the heaviest hitters at welterweight, they say. I think he can take the strikes with Kevin Holland, and he probably is going to get tagged up with a lot of volume by Holland, but I think he's going to land a few shots that, sh- that kind of make Holland think for a second, and then we might see a little wrestling out of Holland to finish some rounds. So I'm I'm gonna go with Holland, but this will be another one I'm thinking like split decision. I don't think it's gonna I think it'll be real close, especially with the power that um Ponsonibio has. I'm glad you got my boy. We got my boy Big Mouth. Yeah, Big Mouth. He's Batman, bro. You can never go against Batman. Black man. And then my other fight that I thought maybe could win co main event, Rob Font. I'm not coming. Uh, Friday night was uh, Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Another fight that's gonna be just boxing, like, like master class performances on either side. Is it's gonna be something? I can tell what part. I can tell what part of the cards are gonna be drunk as fuck by the second that Kevin Holland comes out. That's when you can. That's when the cup start finishing. Oh yeah, and from Font Yanez, I'm gonna be toasted too, bro. This is. These are gonna be some high level fights right here. This is gonna be like back to back fight of the night opportunities right here, I think. Oh, it's gonna be a fucking movie. Dan and I White, I think, is gonna be paying out a lot of money for Friday the night bonuses for people after this after Saturday. They bet everybody just needs to play their part and do their thing, man. They set them up to fucking kill this shit. And this is gonna probably be the one of the best cards of the year. Cause I feel like every card so far has been missing something. Jamal Hill versus Grover Teixeira, it was cool, but it was missing something. Like, Brandon Moreno and Biggie didn't really end where we wanted, but it was missing something. Motherfucking Leon Edwards versus um Kamara Usman. It was cool. It was nice. We yeah. fucked with it, but missing something. Cheeto was Higgins. That was eh. It was missing something. I think this, that, this card is that something. Yeah, this is definitely on papers. It could be a legendary night. And people, young stars like Giannis being put into, like, third fight right here. Like, this is when people like him can make a fucking name for themselves. Like, Kevin Holland. Like, yeah, people know who he is. But, like, this is a card that a lot of people are probably going to be buying. Bro, I've literally rewatched motherfucking Alex's um. But after Alex beat Izzy the first time, his reaction when his arm got rough, this boy was surprised. That boy didn't see that coming. But Giannis versus Font. Ooh, I haven't seen Rob. Who did y'all fight Font fight last? Because I remember he got he was piecing up Cheeto, and I thought I was crazy for saying that he. Oh, his last fight was against Cheeto. Yeah, Ooh. and he lost to Aldo too. But it was like two back to back losses, I believe. Yeah, I can see why you y'all just picked this for fighting tonight. Two strikers going here. Who am I taking? Rob Fent or Giannis? Yeah, Rob Fons yeah. got the win over Garbrandt, Marlon Morales, Ricky Simone, Sergio Pettis, and then he just happened to run into Jose Aldo and Cheeto Vera back to back. Giannis, I mean, his last fight, Tony Kelly. Tony Kelly was a fighter off the Contender Series, I believe, or tough or something, but. He was racist. He said some racist shit. And then Giannis went out there and beat the brakes off him. Got uh, one of the nastiest KOs. One of the most crisp boxing also himself. 
thought like both are men of the people. <laughs> That's funny as fuck, but motherfucking four of his this, last five fights all KOs too. This one will look look really good on his resume if he can put um draw fall on his resume to really solidify like yo, I'm really moving up in the ranks. But ooh. It's hard to pick against Rob Font or because this is third one. If he was another one, that boy, I don't know what that boy's doing. I got Giannis here. I'm a big Giannis fan, especially since he beat Tony Kelly's ass. But I, th- I like him by KO. I think Font's chin, especially after the Vera expedition, like I think his chin's gonna be on chin watch this weekend with uh, Giannis and Chris Baden boxing. I like the KO here. Yeah, I respect it, man. I think. Um... I can take a KO. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna rock with um I'm gonna rock with Positivio, but I really think Rob Fox is coming here and try to piece some shit up. And then on to our last two fights, co main event, Gilbert Burns, massive favorite, minus five hundred versus Jorge Masvidal, plus three eighty, street Judas, as some people call him. But I say who came up with that name? Cause I can't tell if they compliment that nigga or not. <laughs> but, but Gilbert Burns, big, and that's our guy. But I, I mean, enough said. I don't think we. Uh, I've been. I'm a super anti Jorge Masvidal guy. If you didn't know, I think his, his career is, is more of a journeyman than real title guy. He had a couple good wins, but kind of got. He was never really that guy. He just had a big start of get the title shot. Fucking Gilbert Burns is the opposite of that. If you didn't watch UFC, you might not even know who the fuck Gilbert. Like, if you're not a big MMA person, if you're just a casual guy, you might not even know who Gilbert Burns is. But fucking BJJ, world tier level BJJ, one of one in the UFC type shit, and great hands, fucking got power, isn't scared of nobody. This is like. All around great dude that isn't scared of a fucking fight. I just I, I love going with Burns and this is this is the fight I'll be waiting for. This isn't my fight fight to pick, but this is the fight I'm waiting for right here. But and this is my, this is probably my pick for not I don't know if Mad Bar's gonna last long enough to make this. I feel like Gilbert Burns is gonna get a performance bonus tonight. I'll say it on Saturday. But this is that fight where I'd be like, hmm, how could it how could it go anyway? Because first off, Gilbert Burns, that's my dog. I feel like he's every promoter's best friend. Like, imagine every time you call somebody, hey, 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 Gilbert, I was thinking about foot anybody. Oh, okay. Hey, Gilbert, we got, we're thinking about saying anybody. Brett all time, he didn't have to take that fight against Hazmat. And they say it a lot, but like, Brett really began out there with anybody, anytime, no matter what. And he's a fucking savage. Like, Besides for like two or three people, there's nobody that can really sit down and say they were able to deal with what the fuck Gilbert Burns can do. And that comes from training in the camp with people like Rashad Evans and motherfucking all the black zillions, Kamar Usman was in that motherfucker. Like they had all types of hitters in their camp. Yeah, and um that boy Jorge said if he loses here, he's probably gonna retire. And I mean, I think the writing's on the wall for him to retire. He's trying to get his own uh brand out with game bread for fighting promotions and he's going to try to probably focus on that and stuff and I mean he's not going to be winning many fights especially I mean he can win fights it's not against a top tier elite talent in the UFC anymore he can fight those lower tier guys yeah I, I can definitely see him taking an L here and then retiring in Miami 
putting the glove. No, that'd be fine. Yeah, but I'm seeing it now. I, my question is the hate that comes from Masvidal. Like, I understand he probably didn't do what a lot of other people have done to get title shots, but didn't he pick up that fight last minute though? No, he did. I. It's just that he. Well, now he's talking about the Leon Edwards rematch. Well, this is before this happened, but like the Leon Edwards rematch when Leon Edwards was champion, that had re-sparked the hate for people who had for him. And then like him punching Kobe Covington a lot, really split the community a lot for the Jorge fans. Apparently, like uh, there was a lot of fans that weren't fans anymore of his. So he he started losing a lot of fans like slowly. Like, not slowly, but, like, over time, more and more turned on him. But at one point, he was, like, the superstar, shiny star. Like, oh, maybe the next Connor, Like, oh, Connor jorge fight, maybe? That would actually be crazy. It'd be bad the BMF at one point. And then he won the BMF on some whole shit. So, like, that also didn't hurt. Didn't help. Wait, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good judging? No, it was, like, a uh, no contest because Nate – Nate Diaz got like something happened. Oh, I can't remember. I just remember it was some, yeah, doctor stoppage in the third round. So, yeah, like the doctors had to stop the fight because of some cut on Nate Diaz's face or something. So, like, the, the baddest motherfucker title got, got like decided on the doctor coming in and stopping the fight, saying these two can't fight anymore. See, that's the stuff they don't put in the highlight reels. So I've seen The Rock put that bet on a motherfucker at least a hundred times. But nobody ever brought up that part. Yeah, so, so I just always had that, like, that no one, no one really, it was just like, come on, man, he's supposed to be the baddest motherfucker. Okay, I understand now, so motherfucking, I understand completely. But anyway, that, that's near here or there. It's just like, we're gonna watch Burns versus Masvidal. I'm picking Burns. I'm taking Burns by submission. I'm gonna. I'm taking like a, a second round submission. I'm feeling. I think. I think Jorge might be able to fend it off the first round. The second round is over for his ass. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! But oh man, UFC Miami, Paul. Imagine we almost on the last fight. Uh, after this, time to go pack and get right. Enjoy the weekend. Breathe it in. Though. Somebody's gonna get their butt kicked. What is you most excited for when about when it comes to going off to to the card? To me, oh, that Burns fight. I'm telling you, I can't wait to see Burns fight in person. He's been like him or Tegan. Like those are some of the fighters that I genuinely like enjoyed a lot. That's fire as fuck, man. Because I'm, I'm like, I, of course, I want to see the Izzy Pierre fight, but it's like Burns is probably my favorite fighter on this card. Not probably, he is my favorite fighter on the card. Ye main motherfucking, I'm looking for, I want to say I'm looking most forward to motherfucking um, Izzy versus Alex, but either way, I feel like that's a win-win for me. I'm genuinely, truly want to be in the crowd with a bunch of degenerate MMA fans screaming to the top of our lungs and going fucking insane. Like, I pray that this crowd is so lit. It's been 20 years since the UFC's been back in Miami, like 2003. I go to school, motherfuckers. I was born in two thousand four. Like this shit is crazy. So I'm praying. That, I'm praying that this shit goes insane. Yeah, no, it definitely should be. I mean, the tickets almost all sold out. I'm pretty sure. Like, it's definitely gonna be another sold out event by Dana White. First thing he's gonna say when he gets to that podium, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, it was true. Yeah, that bid was filled. This main event, though, the one you just talked about, the one you most excited for, like. 
I'm gonna break down the odds real quick, and then I'm gonna pass it to you. We got Alex Pierre, a champion, going up against Israel Adesanya, a challenger. Odds maker got Pierre plus one twenty, slight underdog to Israel Adesanya, slight favorite at minus one forty. Even though he's never beaten Pierre, zero and three against the man. All I'm saying, Kev, let me hear what you guys say. Man, fuck all y'all, man. I've been dealing with these motherfuckers. Snap it. Alex finna do this to Izzy. Izzy finna go down. No more Izzy. And they oh, made the best point in the Twitter spaces, the fights at the round table by Bourbon and Bud podcast. Make sure you check them boys out, Bourbon and Bud MMA. But them boys really were made the best thing when they went um Lawyer was like, see, man, all the motherfucking Alex fans are really old Cannoneer friends who are really Rob fans. We just hate the fact that motherfucking Izzy, they still got this motherfucking title. And he don't got it no more. But it's all it is, man. And fuck all y'all. Because Izzy finna come through, finna do his thing. He finna learn from his mistakes. And he's gonna swatch for that motherfucking left hook. I want to root for Alex so bad. Because I definitely root for him so heavily the first time. And he won it. But I can't sit here and act like I was blinded that the fact that, like, Israel was winning that fight. For the majority, like heavily up until that last couple moments, if that if that would have went another couple minutes and went straight to the judges, Israel Adesanya would have been still the world champion. And I'm t- I'm just taking the fact that I think this time around he's not gonna get caught with one of them left hooks, and he's just gonna dominate again for the next five, like for another three to four rounds. And I think there's one thing that there's a crazy hole. Not a whole, but I'm pretty sure they both seen it. But one thing that, oh my goodness, he beat the fuck out of that boy in the kickboxing matches. Yeah, one thing he, so one thing he was really, really good at is checking motherfucking distance with his gloves. But Alex wasn't letting him do that. And that's something you can only get through fighting somebody so many times. So by not really giving up his distance and really continuing to push forward, that's where things get interesting. Because I think he's going to come, like, Every every last round he fights Izzy, he always goes crazy. He turns it up with new gear, turns it up with other levels. But motherfucking, when he seems like he's gonna feel like he can um take Izzy punches, he I feel like later and later in late rounds he's gonna keep moving forward like he did in the first fight, and that's gonna be where the pressure's at because Izzy's talking about the pressure's on him. Now the pressure's gonna be on you when this motherfucker pulls his best Korean zombie and only moves forward. So if Izzy has the motherfucking composure to stay on the outside, don't get caught on the cage, motherfucking keep working the jab, even while he's coming up, he can really fuck him up. Yeah, no, Proton's got the size, he got the power, Izzy's got the speed. It's just all of can, Izzy cannot get ta- caught this time. And it, maybe Alex gets a little bit better gas tank because there's definitely some moments and rounds where he was looking a little bit more tired. He let Izzy take him down for a little bit. That shit was crazy. Yeah, if he was fresh, that wouldn't happen. If he was fresh, he's getting right back up. He's big as shit. But that's just him being exhausted. Yeah, that was lucky to run that lost in the fight, too, if he didn't the decision. So it's going to be interesting, especially live five rounds. You never know what's going to happen. It really puts people into the deep waters, test them. (laughs) I'm switching my pick. I'm officially going with Israel Adesanya here. I like him to get a five-round decision win. And I think he's going to crack Piera a couple of times, gonna not knock him down, but wobble his ass a few times. 
And Pierre is going to probably wobble him a couple times. This is going to be a good old-fashioned barn burn. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth little thing. I think Israel overall is going to win it concisively, but there's going to be moments, flashes with Pierre. And you're like, oh, shit, did Pierre got him here? But Israel overall is going to win. I think one thing that's going to happen is that this motherfucker Alex trains with Glover. So, like, they end up just talking takedowns. They end up just talking takedowns again, especially since it worked in the first fight. And I think they're going to overlook Izzy's takedown defense. Like, he doesn't really get taken down like that ever since the young fight. And I feel like if Alex goes in against takedowns, that's one going to kill your motherfucking energy because Masvidal said he's best. If you weren't born into that wrestling shit, that just going out there willy-nilly will really fuck with your cardio. And that, god damn, this man, Izzy died. So, motherfucking, the takedown defense is fucking crazy. For Izzy, so I feel like if Alex really goes in there trying to take the motherfucking get a takedown, that's when shit gets very fucking interesting. Because it's like, if he thinks that he got it, and Izzy really comes out not giving him shit because he knows there's a threat for him now, that's when I feel like he can really start losing rounds. And if he goes back into the fifth round down three one, there's no I don't like Izzy to get knocked out again. Watch for that fucking left hook. Yeah, and it's like you got to watch for the left hook in particular. I know he's got dynamite in both hands and legs, but it's just like Izzy's took the clean shots before of the other hands. I just It's just that left hook in particular he has to watch out for. And as long as he's watching out for that in the fifth round, up 3-1, like I said, I just I agree with you. That, that's going to be where I, I like Izzy on the decision this time. How crazy do you think the crowd goes if Izzy gets a UD on the ass? When any time crowds go crazy, anytime you hear and new or and still, like when you have to wait for that decision to come out, crowds always go crazy, especially for the close fight. Damn right. Is it just me, or you're hoping that the refs fuck some shit up just so you can be like, man, I was there when they fucking fucked up, blah blah blah. That's I would be so happy if like we both were sitting there, like, damn, Izzy won that fight, and then all of a sudden they say, and still champion. I would like, I, I won't be mad. I will not be mad at all. Because I am a Rob fan who is who was once a Cannoneer fan. Really a Gaston fan. That was a Gaston fan at first, but my boy did the job. <laughs> but motherfucking, this card's about to be insane. I'm praying that some crazy shit goes down. Oh, man, I thank God for making this shit happen. We're going to make sure we get all the footage for you, man. It's about to be a great time. And fuck having to work because these motherfuckers is working the fuck out of me. Yeah, man. But we broke down all of UFC 287, a.k.a. UFC Miami, Piero versus Adesanya, 2, Burns versus Masvidal, Yanez versus Font, Holland versus, versus Pontenzibo, Raul Rosas Jr. versus Kristen Rodriguez, Chris Curtis versus... Kevin Gaslam, like we could go on and on. This car is super stacked. We gave you all our picks. We broke down all the fights. And as always, this has been Paul Pickham winning Contra. I was joined with Kev, Waterboy, Street Fight Enthusiast, Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers. We've been on that rock star regiment, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been.
Jackson. Oh.